This is Rating Descending. Where we watch IMDb's worst 250 so you don't have to. My name is Abigail Ward. And I'm Michelle St. Clair. And tonight we watched Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked. Playing around while aboard a cruise ship, the chipmunks and chipettes accidentally go overboard and end up marooned in a tropical paradise. They discover their new turf is not as deserted as it seems. Let's watch. This is the first time we've gotten to record in person with each other. Yeah. In like three months. It is. It really, really is. I moved out and then we went into a hideous lockdown. (laughs) This is the first time we've got to sit in the same room and record with each other. We're back in the Northgate house. I'm on the couch enjoying a jewelry. Yeah, I mean, now we're a lot more chill and relaxed than previously. But that's all I wanted to say is welcome back. Welcome back. I say to you in your own home, (laughs) me as a visitor. Yeah. It's such a nostalgia trip coming back here. Everything smells like it did six months ago. Like, Okay, well, that's... That's the real nostalgia trip, isn't it? It's is the, burp. the burps. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to be back in person recording again. Like now, you know, I don't have a table for us to record at yet, so you're on the couch and I'm on the floor, but th- these are the vibes. That's mm. that's the that's going to be the energy I want to bring to the new yeah, year. Yeah. You know. It's a good energy. Is just just do it wherever. Yeah. That's how I want to enter just my life is do it wherever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what I wanted to ask, you know, we've had a few episodes where we've been tired, we've been exhausted. Uh Now we're here, the energy is up, but I want to bring in more segments. I want to bring in, like, more, like, hey, little little fun moments. Okay. You know? And I think the key one, what the fans have been clamoring for, if I count myself as a fan, and I am certainly the loudest fan of the podcast, Uh uh, is Abby's Minecraft update. (sighs) What I really want, like, where are the villagers? What's happening? Have you found them? I want, like, we'll we'll come up with a little jingle. I'll put under this. Yeah, I was going to say, Abby's Minecraft update. No, well, no, no, we got to use a different theme than just oh. the open theme. But, like, That's, but, okay, oh, okay. G- give, it a, give it a take two. Uh, Abby's Minecraft update. Love it. I'll put some, like, Abby's Oh, it's still going. Minecraft update. Okay, I'll lay down like a bass track. On- oh, it's still going. <laughs> Minecraft updates. <laughs> okay, no, 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 this is good. And then I'll add some Minecraft updates. That was me trying to be the guy in Minecraft. Steve. Minecraft updates. I think. Look, Abby, is can that I, enough for you? Can I give you a Can I give you a is note? Enough? A live note. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The, the perfect but it, time for you notes. can't criticize me. It's, it's going to be a positive it's one. It's not a criticism. So Could it be deemed as feedback? Love it. It might be oh, feedback. I don't want a shit sandwich no, here. No, I don't, want you, to, I don't want you to sugarcoat this for me, man. Just tell it to me straight up. I love what you just did. Huh? Great. I Let's think, keep going. I think in future, right? Mm. So this isn't a critique of what you just did at all. Mm, I'm getting I think, antsy. I think in future, getting segment speed. intros, shorter. And also maybe a lot quieter. Unmic me. No. Unmic me. No. I'm going out. Abby's going back home. <laughs> that's a. That's, the, <laughs> that's my Fiat. That's yeah. That's your Fiat. That's no. That's the lawnmower you drive home. Apparently. Apparently, I say Fiat weirdly. Apparently, it's meant to be f- like people say Fiat, and I say Fiat. I, fiat. I don't think it's when I hear it. I don't think it's what you just did then, where you put the emphasis on the A. Because you're not going, fiat. You're. It's just that most people fiat. aren't emphasizing a letter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a fiat, right? And yeah. you're going, the fiat. Like, you're really punching that F. The fiat. The fiat. Fiat. You're punching fiat. the F. Okay, Fuck. say... I've gotten two in my head. Say Subaru. Subaru. Say fiat. Fiat. Yeah, you're really punching that F. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I love to punch the F. <laughs> Damn, that's a, that's a punchy F. <laughs> All right, here's like my new spin on the theme song, by the way. Okay. Minecraft update. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll include like uh, some, some you know, like blissful chimes or something because it's like a village <laughs> and some like wind noises. Just wind chimes in the wind and yeah. <laughs> Minecraft update. And then also like a witch in the background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of these are going in. It's <laughs> all, please. Okay. Make this masterpiece. And then it'll go here. Beep. Abby's Minecraft update. 
That, that was, was great. That was funny for us to hear here as well. We heard it too. Yeah, us here in the room heard it for sure. Do you want to hear my Minecraft update? Yes, I do want to hear the Minecraft update. Well, now you've got the theme song for it. Play it again, Sam. Oh, well, the, the, these the people at home, the listeners, the audience are hearing this theme a lot of times. I think what they really want <laughs> is the update itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here's what happened, right? Last I told you, my villagers all died mysteriously overnight and we couldn't fathom how. We yes. were devastated. It made us not want to play anymore. But then we we're like, let's rally. Let's kidnap and breed villages because that's a totally normal thing to do in the Minecraft world. Yeah. So what happened is that we returned to play Minecraft. But instead of doing that, we just started another world. Oh. And we didn't save the villages. We got lazy. This is my. This is honestly my update. I could lie to you, Michelle, but I'm not going to lie to you. I, this is what happened. I wish we you would. We started a new world, but here's the great thing. Okay. I tried it with the Caves and Cliffs new feature, the experimental okay. one, where oh. when you select it, they tell you, hey, it's still being built, so it could collapse the... This is a little fuck Collapse up. the system. I clearly don't game. <laughs> this could, is a little edgy. <laughs> this could collapse the system. It's just a bug, so they're like, it has more chance of crashing your game. Sure. But I played with it, and I'm so glad I did, because the world is so beautiful with it. Oh, cool. The, cliff, the cliffs are really cool. The caves, they drop you somewhere, and like I feel like they drop you in more like different kinds of worlds with different kinds of trees and foliage that you don't usually get to see. And when you go into the caves, they're like these big open fucking holes in the ground that yeah. you travel down into. And they're just full of shit. It's just really fun. And Fuck yeah. Like, I, I play it on peaceful because I don't want to get killed anymore. Yeah, I get I that. don't want to have to worry about villages. I just got so bummed about the villages. No, I get that. I, I went off into a little ice world and I made a little hut by the like by the side of these Alps, and oh. then I just yeah, then I just built this beautiful little dark wood cabin. Ooh. So I had a great time. That sounds hot and or sexy. Yeah, and then I had made that world, and then Claude found out I had played a bit without him, and he was like, "I don't want to play," and he inserted himself <laughs> into my world, and then he accidentally destroyed my home. <laughs> okay, well that's a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. I was really annoyed. <laughs> How and did then, he destroy your home? Because then he took it off peaceful. Oh. And he, like, a monster. No, no. So he he was like, let's take it off peaceful and we'll do a normal world, but we'll make it always day. So that way there can be monsters, but it's always day so you don't have to deal with monsters. I'll just deal with them in the caves. No, nah, like, but then, like but then the you hadn't prepared. But for the fact that monsters can crawl out of caves. Yeah. Because then a creeper came and just destroyed my fucking house. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I was really annoyed about not that. Not even being, not even considering your feelings. Not even considering my feelings, man. Fiance, more like fucking traitor. More yeah. like, more like house destroyer. What's a like succinct term for a house destroyer? We can punch this up. We can, uh, we can do this. Like a. What's like an anti builder? Don't, don't they just call them house homewreckers? Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's the punch up. Fiance, more like homewrecker. Speaking of fiance, and- by the way, oh? I'm not talking about the film. Oh, okay. My little update, apart from Minecraft update. <laughs> not a fiance. I just wanted to give you a bit of an insight into my world as well. My Minecraft world and my personal life. Yeah. My parents met Claude's parents oh, because yeah. we're getting married. And Hell that yeah. was a bit bizarre because we had them over for dinner and then our parents just chatted. Our parents got along so well. It was so nerve wracking having the in-laws meet. But they got along so well that I was dragging my dad out the door at 1am, like being like, I'm so sorry. But they just wanted to keep talking. So it was great. That's good. It's a bit of a little Abby personal life update. Abby's life update. Can I give you some feedback? I actually wish you wouldn't. It's not feedback. Okay. It's not. Okay, it's, it's not it's feedback. Actually, Excellent. That's really great. But it is a comment. Okay. Could be shorter. I've actually disabled comments on this episode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm oh, sorry. I, I fucked up with the monitor and I just, I, you're not coming through the headphones. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just, yeah. I, 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 I You accidentally got turned out. Oh my God. She's, she's flatlining. She's flat. <laughs> <laughs> Every time someone hangs up on me, I'm like, my God, they're flatlining. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, like, a hang-up doesn't sound anything like a flatline. (laughs) Because a flatline, actually, wait, I got confused. A flatline isn't multiple beeps. It's one extended line. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God, she's She's flatlining. flatlining. (laughs) Speaking of flatlining, this film 
came out pretty flat. Hey. <laughs> did I make it? Yeah. Did, did I it think, work? Look. I don't want criticism. <laughs> I don't no, I no, establish. No. I, I think don't want the, the episode format we've established, the re- the recurring and repeatable experience that fans expect at this point involves yeah. our segues being just atrocious. Yeah, okay, great. Like, so I really just nailed it, it's, hit it out of the park. If we just said it was intentional, I think people would believe us and enjoy that. And so even though I'm stating it clearly uh, that that's not true, if you haven't listened to this episode yet, then just... You know, like, spread it to other people. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Just always... You were less burpy when you weren't here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something about this old place. <laughs> gives me the little burps. Just gives you them tiny burps. Oh, I remember burping in these hallways not 15 years ago. I feel like in the episode, like, at this point... <laughs> The audience can tell that both of us have had at least one good night's sleep. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This week we watched Alvin and the Chipmunks and boy, the chipwrecked. So first note, first note, not to you. They are not, like the pun is on shipwrecked. They are not shipwrecked. They are overboard. And I have, since I watched it, been desperately trying to think of a better chipmunk pun based on, because they're not. You're right. There's They're no ship shipwrecked. Wreck. But yeah, they got lost. They are overboard. Yeah. Yeah. The ship didn't wreck. They fell off it. They should have made Alvin and the Chipmunks overboard, but it's got Goldie Horn and Kurt, Kurt Russell. Aye. Yeah. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks ch- chover. Choverboard. <laughs> choverboard. The s- squeaker board. Uh, over squeaked. Over. Cho- I can't. I don't know enough about chipmunks to think of a good pun. Overnored? They gnaw on things. Uh, yeah, all right. I guess if it was written down, I would less awe it, I but really, that's still rough. I really don't want feedback. Okay. I've said that you cannot Sorry. criticize me. Uh, what happens if I do give feedback, though? Are you going to banish me? I'm going to keep burping, baby. Oh, God, that's worse. I'm just going to keep burping. But if you make a mistake, I will banish you to the nether realms never to return. Where do you think I'm from, if not to the nether realms? Yeah, I'm talking about sending you home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get in your car. Get out. <laughs> Taxi. <laughs> Drive back to the Nether Realms. That's a good idea. That's a good point. They're not shipwrecked at no, all. No, not even a little bit. Holy shit. They're just overboard. Yeah. A- according to the IMDb fucking logline, they're playing around while aboard a cruise ship and they accidentally go overboard. Yeah. That's what it says. Not accidentally shipwrecked, bitch. Fuck, and I trust the IMDb log lines. More than with anything. All my heart. With all my <laughs> what heart. What would this podcast be if you and I didn't fundamentally and earnestly trust in IMDb and everything it stands for? IMDb is the is the structure of my own moral code. It is the foundation. Yeah. It's like the the scaffolding of my own code of ethics. Uh, my whole home is painted IMDb yellow. Oh, my whole home is the Nether Realm, as we've established. Yeah, we've established. You can't this. paint a Nether Realm, but that's where I'd love to. If that's I could. where IMDb Boss Baby is from, isn't? Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. IMDb Boss Baby is my housemate. That's neat. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, like, we have a bit of a quirky thing going on. We could have a sitcom about us. Ooh. Living with a baby. Is this episode just going to be theme songs? <laughs> <laughs> Not as easy as it seems. A little baby. <laughs> <laughs> little baby and me. Ding. But, like, the the real thing you learn is that Abby was the real baby the whole time. Oh my god! Yeah, the baby's really mature and professional, holds down a job, and I'm just shitting and pissing in a diaper. <laughs> That's what you mean, right? Yeah, you're just shitting and pissing <laughs> in diaper, <laughs> as you said. This was a silly film, Michelle. This is a very silly film. It's uh, it's the second Alvin and the Chipmunks film we faced, and you were incredibly excited for the Squeakwall. Were I was. you as excited for Chipwrecked? So I went into Chipwrecked significantly less excited than for the squeakwall but i i don't know i think i might have like it's an inarguably worse movie right the energy is so is so incredibly flat and no one wants to be involved with it but i will say and i'm going to come back on this later the technical proficiency on display and also the wild escalation of stakes really meant i had a good time <laughs> <laughs> I have to say what saved it for me was Jenny Slate coming out of nowhere. Yes. Didn't know she was going to be in Just this. Just grabbing was... her like 400 grand and uh, up for three days of work and bouncing. 100%. <laughs> I respect it so much. It was Jenny Slate's fucking debut film role. 
She'd never been in a film before. Wait, that. so this came out before like Obvious Child? Yeah, this was two thousand and eleven, and Obvious Child was so, what twenty thirteen. Why did they even hire Jenny Slate? Because I know she was a comedian. I think, like, or I guess still she is, hadn't even but... been in Parks and Rec at that point. Yeah. I don't know where what? they found her. I mean, she's so funny. I mean, she's so likable. She is very funny. It's... And I feel like it's it's easy to see why she got the role, but she hadn't been in anything before this. Wow. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. And I... she, to be honest, she's the best bit of the film is watching her perform. She is one of those people who's funny and charming enough that I can forgive the fact that there is no disputing that acting is not her strength. Now, obvious child flies straight in the face of what I just said because she's excellent in that. She's excellent. She's like... This is not the display of that. I was thinking about Obvious Child while I was watching this because I was thinking about how, like, Obvious Child isn't a fantastic film. It didn't do anything groundbreaking. Mm. But I love it. It's, like, honestly one of my favourite films. It's, like, it's a really sweet, subtle insight into what it's like trying to figure out what to do about an unexpected pregnancy. And it's beautiful. It's really well done. It's also one of my favorite movies to point at whenever someone is going like, oh, I love A24, and they really just mean, like, Robert Eggers and Ari Aster. And yeah. I'm like, you never talk about fucking Obvious Child or Eighth Grade or Lady Bird yeah. or any of the films made by and starring women. Oh, my God. That's such a good point. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my God. But this, less painful. And J- Jenny Slate, she is charming enough that I will forgive the fact that her actual acting is not great. And also, I will say... I never in my life thought I would say that Jason Lee underwhelmed me <laughs> because he is already so thoroughly underwhelming as a human being. I just didn't think it was worth mentioning you can until see now. Him visibly tapping out with each installation of this film. Installment. Yeah. Installation. <laughs> each installment of this film. Like you can see that he's just getting more tired and withered and his performance is lacking. And He looks like someone taught him what skincare is. <laughs> You know, between the first movie and this one. I reckon it's the team of um, makeup artists that are swarming him every morning on on this set. Yeah, potentially. I don't know anything about Jason Lee. Do you know anything about Jason Lee? He used to be a skateboarder. What? Yeah, I know. Everyone is always shocked. But he was, a, he was a pro skateboarder and then he turned into acting. He's in Dogma. He was, <laughs> That's right. I thought he was pretty good in Dogma and I kind of enjoyed My Name is Earl. I have no I, idea. I really enjoyed My Name is Earl. I don't know what the cultural consensus is of that show because no one talks about no it, one but does. it was it's really like, good. I loved it as a kid. Yeah. It's almost like no one bothers to bring it up now. Like, no yeah. one thinks. It's not, it's not like it's a hush-hush, you shouldn't bring up My Name is Earl. It's That's just that right. no one thinks to bring up My Name is Earl. Which is why I'm like, do, do we all think it's not good? Oh, yeah. Do we all think it's not cool when you post this episode it's gonna get repeatedly taken down you're like why does this episode keep getting censored and taken down by- and that'll, that'll be like my heel turn where i go yeah give me the downloads baby yeah keep <laughs> clicking on the episode <laughs> i bring it up every episode after yeah <laughs> you're gonna stand for what's right and what's right is talking about my name is earl i thought it was a good premise i thought it was a fast-paced show i thought the performances were really fun i thought it was really camp I, I was. I'm not talking about Alvin and the Chipmunks anymore. We're just talking about my yeah. name is Earl. No, I I really enjoyed it too. I liked the arc that it had as well. It's great. Yeah, good show. Let's watch my name is Earl. Oh fuck Let's yeah. Have a my name is Earl marathon. But what if we t- realize it's just fucking shit? Like we've got like the wrong end of the stick, and it was actually terrible. What would we do? I think oh, we would do the worst thing of all. We'd probably just turn it off. <laughs> if only we could turn off things like Alvin and the Chipmunk chipwrecked. No, I like I said, I had a great time, and I like will. We'll get more in depth after the overview, but like I really was into, like I said, the technical proficiency, <laughs> the wild decisions in stakes. It's insane as a movie, but so underplayed in its insanity. All right. Well, let's do the overview and we can get right into it. Here's my overview and here's some general information as well. Alvin and the Chipmunks was released in 2011 and it has 4.3 stars on IMDb. It was directed by Mike Mitchell and I looked up this dude and he's done a bunch of shit films like Juice Bigelow Male Gigolo. Did he direct something else on this list? I thought he had. I don't know. I didn't see anything, but I can check. Deutsche Begalo. Is that something? (laughs) Is that something? (laughs) Yeah, a lot of the Deutsche Begalo. Um, <laughs> there we go. There it of, is. Um, side of fries. <laughs> Deutsche Begala, more like a home wrecker. He did Sky High. Hey, Shrek Forever After. Oh, the SpongeBob movie. Oh, like the first one? No, like Sponge Out of Water. Trolls. Uh and the Lego Movie too. Oh, oh, that means he replaced Rob Schraub. Fuck that guy. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's not his fault, but I really wanted to see Rob Schraub's Lego movie. Also, animator. He was an animator for Ants, Shrek 2. Oh, cool. Shrek the Third, oh. Monsters vs. Aliens Sausage Party, and he was a voice actor mm. in a bunch of things. That's neat. Yeah. And also the guys that wrote this. So the two guys, there was a screenwriting partnership that wrote this film, and it was Jonathan Abel and Glenn Berger. And I was Glenn looking them up and they've Berger done is a great name. Glenn Berger is a fantastic, fantastic name. Um, as a partnership, they did things like writing the Kung Fu Panda movies, writing the SpongeBob movie, well, I mean, Sponge Out of Water. Fucking everyone wrote the Kung Fu Panda movie. They've yeah, they've basically <laughs> written everything. Oh my god, they were writers on the George Carlin show. What the fuck? Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just really... It's very <laughs> niche for the writers of Chipwrecked. <laughs> Here's my overview. Hell yeah. The Chipmunks and Chipettes go on a cruise with Dave, where they encounter Ian Hawks working as a safety monitor in a pelican costume. And for listeners, if you don't remember, Ian Hawks was the villain played by David Cross of the first two films. Yes. The Chipmunks and Chipettes fly away on a kite and wash up on a small island together. As you say, not going overboard. Not not getting shipwrecked, but going overboard. Yes. Dave and Ian pursue, but get stranded in the ocean. The Chipmunks and Chipettes encounter a castaway on the island called Zoe. They go to Zoe's treehouse where Eleanor sprains her ankle and Simon is bitten by a mysterious spider. Simon's personality changes due to the bite and his French alter ego, Simone, takes over, making him even more insufferable than Alvin. Dave and Ian find the Chipmunks and Chipettes just as Jeanette is kidnapped by Zoe. Simon returns to himself and the Chipmunks and Dave confront Zoe, who was never a castaway and was after some treasure on the island. The volcano on the island erupts and the Chipmunks and Dave flee after saving Jeanette. Zoe redeems herself by saving Dave. The Chipmunks and Chipettes get rescued. They perform at the International Music Awards. (laughs) Ian also starts a new career as a screenwriter by selling a screenplay about Zoe's story, earning him his wealth back and making Zoe famous. The end. One small thing. Love International Music Awards. So vague. (laughs) Couldn't be more nothing. (laughs) Can you tell I got that bit off of Wikipedia? (laughs) But I... I, can we? This is the thing I really wanted to talk about. Sure, let's Fucking start. Ian Hawke's character arc. Yes, going from villain to like friend, and then he redeems himself with Dave. Yes, him on the island. Him at the end confronting Jenny Slate, going, "I get it. I understand yeah. that feeling of wanting revenge against Dave. <laughs> we all <laughs> want you... revenge against Dave. Also, David Cross, though, to his credit, clearly like there's no acting required but he's kind of giving it like i thought it was funny in that scene but it's so weird it's such a strange and bizarre arc especially because it ends with him just getting wealthy again i have to say most of my trivia around this movie something to tantalize you is all about david cross's experience on this film so excited (laughs) but he is giving it but i also feel like david cross is like lucky because he's just naturally funny and talented he He can he can be on two percent of his power (laughs) and um he's still fucking funny yeah but his arc of yeah becoming going from like dave's foe to dave's friend i was almost kind of like it's kind of nice. Like, I like watching Ian Hawke be nice to Dave. <laughs> I was very against it at the beginning because when they introduce him, they're just like, uh, Jason Lee gets sat down by the captain of the ship, played by Andy Buckley, who I don't think has been on this list before, but I always recognize him as David Wallace from The Office. Oh my God. I couldn't yes. figure out where I'd seen him. Yeah. Right. He's got like, he's got a good face. He does have a good face. And that's why I always like, he's also I kind of underrated in The Office and I He's in a lot of bit parts, but I don't think he's been on this list before. Yeah. Anyway, they're having a conversation, and then, like, he's saying, oh, yeah, then, we, you know, that's why we have the pelican. And Jason Lee looks over, and there's just this, like, mascot pelican who's just, like, staring at him and then hiding. And I'm like, okay, if there's going to be in this movie a recurring bit about this mysterious mute pelican who just hates Jason Lee... That's fun. I mm. like that. And then, like, next scene, he's like, oh, you don't recognize me? And takes off the head, and it's David Cross. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's a much more boring choice. But by the end of it, I'm like, okay, that's fun. I liked that at the end it was, yeah, him saying to Zoe, like, you got to get over your need for revenge. And yeah. then Zoe, after kidnapping Jeanette, the little nerdy Simon equivalent of a yes. Chipettes, they're on that raft together in the ocean waiting to be rescued. And she's like, sorry about that. Like, I guess I just went a bit crazy. Yeah. And because it's Jenny Slate, you're like, that's all right. Je- it's all right, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't believe I am 26 sitting on 
your couch and were breaking down Alvin and the Chipmunks chipwrecked. I think I just had an out-of-body moment where I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? If if you told child me that you'd be taught that I would be sitting here talking on the floor, podcasting about Alvin and the Chipmunks chipwrecked, I'd say you said so many words to me that I don't know what they are. <laughs> and then I would go, yeah, okay, let me lead you into it. And then I would Start where hey. the natural beginning is, 9-11. <laughs> what were we talking about? Well, I wanted to say, like, because you were just talking about Ian's arc, because that already feeds into the ending, I just, like, my whole thing with this movie, no. I have two things with this movie, and one of them, as I said, is the wild escalation of stakes. Like, the squeakwall ends with, oh, no, Ian's taking them, and we got to get back to the show. <laughs> this one ends with, they are stranded on a deserted island with no food, and Jenny Slate is about to throw Dave off of a log to his death <laughs> as a volcano explodes because she is trying to look for buried treasure. That's crazy talk that that's like someone came from the moon and just pitched that as the third hi uh could we i have an idea for chipwrecked also this is my first time here (laughs) hi everybody (laughs) i think what the chipmunks need it's already weird that they're international pop stars right like that's already so far removed from the original alvin and the chipmunks and then this guy went what if there was a volcano and buried treasure, like buried pirate treasure? How could that enhance the Alvin and the Chipmunks cinematic universe? These kids aren't here to be delighted and entertained by tiny little squirrels. Chipmunks, sorry. (laughs) They're little rat boys. They're here to be terrified (laughs) by volcanoes. Also, like, the wild escalation of stakes totally rubs up against the tone because like dave and ian fall off the cruise ship as well and and ian's like nice going dave you fully might die (laughs) and dave on the island is like oh we gotta find them i'm like you saw six little rat boys fall (laughs) in the ocean they're fully dead yeah they're fully 100 percent dead there's no (laughs) way that i go my rats are alive on that island it's also, it's so true. The stakes in this film are fucking insane. <laughs> when the volcano erupted, I did stop and be like, is this still Alvin and the Chipmunks? I don't know. Yeah! This is like akin to Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. Jumanji's great. It's, it's beyond, like, it, it, what they needed to be is like the squeak, the first one is they become pop stars and the second one is they go to high school and then the third one is there's a volcano on the deserted <laughs> island. <laughs> well, From what I read, this was based on an actual Alvin and the Chipmunks episode from the 50s where they get stranded on an island. So there is an episode of Alvin and the Chipmunks where this actually happened. Does it have a a castaway threatening to kill Dave while the the whole island is red and burning? I don't think that a volcano comes into it, nor does Jenny Slate fucking delivering line after line. ash plumes so they don't (laughs) suffocate on the island? (laughs) I don't think it came to that. Do you remember, when you were a kid, could you, like, watch disaster films? Could you stomach them? I didn't watch many disaster films, and it's not because I, like... A lot of them focus around the ocean and the ocean terrifies me. But also, like, I've said this before, but in different ways. I, for a long time, didn't like movies where people just arbitrarily die because that upsets me a lot more than some movies where people, like, oh, no, they're dead. Where, like, disaster movies where it's just, like, hordes of people yeah, just yeah. dying. Um, it, like, it feels so casual that it upsets me. Mm. I just get so... I, 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 I think it's a genre that actually terrifies me, mm. which is why the I could not finish Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked. No, I just find it so... <laughs> well, in the, I mean, at, at least, you know, the fourth one isn't a disaster movie. That's where they have to deal with Dave's spinal issues, <laughs> eventually culminating in his funeral. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. You looked in, into my eyes in such like, wow, really? <laughs> no, it's, what is it? It's like Road Chip or something? It's Road Chip, yeah. yeah. Bonus episode, Road Bonus Chip. Episode. But then we find out that he does actually get trampled by an army oh, yeah. on the road well, ship. What they discover is <laughs> what they discover is not only are we not the first people on Earth, but they discover it because the Earth is flat. <laughs> they go to the center of the Earth, but yeah. then they come out on the other side and it's Earth again. It's the other side of Earth. <laughs> well, that does happen. Yeah. 
It's a sphere because it's a sphere. That's no, what I'm saying it's a flat fucking disc. So then, if you went to the other side, there would be no Earth. No, it. That's be what it being flat of, means. No, it'd be another side of Earth. It's so like you're saying a it's CD. like an alternate on a CD? It's like a double-sided CD, man. You've got another okay, Earth on the I other side of the Earth. That, that is how a sphere works. That if you come out the other but side of it, you're still you on the same surface. God, man, this is basic fucking shapes. <laughs> I'm talking about basic geometry. And you, imagine you get a tennis ball, but you really just smoosh it down, right? And then you flip it. That's the other side of the earth, baby. But it's all flat, just like the top. And it goes straight to the top. That's, that's you're just you're you're, you're not describing what the you earth think you're is describing. a double sided CD. What? I, no, no, no. What they do is they go like full hardcore conspiracy theorist. And like in the fourth one, they it's all oh, crazy. They went from the deserted island. Now they go into the moon and they find the lizard people. And it's kind of really anti-Semitic. And you're really like, ooh, Alvin, Jesus. <laughs> And then That's the fifth one funny. comes out 20 years later and it's just like the, the sons of the chipmunks all reunite to celebrate their fathers. That's that's Alvin and the Chipmunks 5. Alvin and the Chipmunks 5. Coming the out Q-quel. in 2040. <laughs> Chippin' on. Chippin' on. Chippin' on's better. Chippin' on. Chippin' on's great. <laughs> and then the Chipmunks' old men decide to rob a bank together in the sixth Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And kind of- Michael Caine voices every single chipmunk. <laughs> right, I'm Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman. For sure. I'm Simone. <laughs> <laughs> get busy robbing or get busy dying. Uh, no, actually, I take it back. Morgan Freeman wouldn't be Simon. He would be Theodore. <laughs> I just love that pie. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be the third? It'd be Christopher Walken. <laughs> the three of them robbing a bank. Hey, Alvin, I think (laughs) (laughs) you need to be careful. (laughs) You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Look out, Alvin, we're just chipmunks. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch the shit out of Alvin and the Chipmunks 6. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) oh, Simon, we have to get away. I'm so into this. The whole episode could just be this. I really want to hear Michael Caine playing old man Alvin. Oh, no, Robert De Niro as well. He's got to be there somewhere. You think you're better than me? (laughs) Alvin, I'm just trying to pitch a plan. Listen, I'm here. (laughs) And then Dave is like, hey, listen. (laughs) It's uh, Danny DeVito. I don't know who that voice is. (laughs) <laughs> hey, listen, come together. <laughs> it's just general New Yorker. It's Natasha Leon. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? That's it. That's 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 so rude. Look, my voice isn't as sexual as hers is. What is? I think every queer woman was really disappointed that Natasha Leon wasn't gay. But I'm pretty sure she's talked about being bi. Has they she? just assume because she's dated mostly men. Has she? Is she talked about being bi? Because I've never seen her talk about I- it. I'm pretty sure she has. I've, I okay. That's it's exciting. really hard because a lot of people attribute quotes to people that aren't real. Yeah. But I've seen quotes from her about having slept with women. Oh. It's just that all of her major partners are men, and people forget it. that bi people exist. Hey, I don't. I'm a bi person. Well, yeah. I exist. That's why it's hard for me to forget. Most of the women in my life are bi. <laughs> yeah. And we have male partners, and all of us are like, never thought I'd date a man again, but there he is. <laughs> and isn't he lovely? Except for my partner, who's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every bi, like every bi woman that ends up dating a man, he has to be the loveliest man in the world. Yes. There's no other chance, like way that he's going to fucking have a chance. I mean, it's either that, or it is the very real uh, bi woman dates sad gamer boy who is actually oh, trans. And that's actually... Okay, without the trans component, there was like that TikTok trend last year of old gamer goth girl that's bi mm. dates sad gamer boy. And I hated that trend because it always looked like these girls were settling for men that were like just really rude to them. And like yeah. it didn't seem like a good dynamic for them. I was very anti bi goth girl and gamer boy. Which is I not was, to say you're against that dynamic, against that trend. Uh, against that trend, because yeah. it always just seemed like the gamer guys were, were ignoring their very pretty goth girlfriends, and I'm not for that. Goth women deserve respect, and they yes. deserve attention. What they desperately need is attention, yes. and we should give it to them in abundance. One of the things I also wanted to talk about, apart from the escalation of stakes... Tell me. ...was, like, okay, so obviously the whole shtick... Of Alvin and the Chipmunks, the modern franchise, is the chipmunking of songs. Like, 
But I feel like this is the one that felt the most like a movie made to sell soundtracks. Yeah. Because the the fact that they can sing is so tangential to the plot. Like yeah. the first two, that's the core thing. They're like, yeah, yeah. fuck, it's chipmunks who can sing. And yeah. I guess talk. In this one, it's like, yeah, they can sing. And like every song is like 20 seconds, right? The Squeakquel, full dance numbers. And in this one, it's just these 20 second snippets. I was really annoyed when Jeanette gets kidnapped by Zoe and Zoe is lowering her into that little fucking tunnel so that Jeanette can fill her mouth with coins and then she'll bring Jeanette back up. Yeah. And as Jeanette's getting lower, she starts singing like SOS. Yeah. And it's just like uh, all these songs were like, it felt like the the plot was manufactured around which fun R&B songs they could choose. This was the third Gaga song on the play. Like there's so much Lady Gaga on it. That wasn't, that's not a Gaga song. SOS. Uh, oh, you're right. That's Rihanna, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then you're they right. also sung. The only one that I can remember from Lady Gaga is um, Born Face. This Way. Oh, and they did Poker Face. Okay, yeah. That's how all we right. know there's more than one. <laughs> okay. We said a different one. <laughs> and then there's that bit where they're all on the beach just singing Survivor. Yeah. I'm a survivor. All of those I could tolerate. I thought it was odd while we were watching through the movie that there is a scene that just plays, that just fully plays party rock anthem completely yeah. unchipmunked. <laughs> I was really annoyed that the film started with their version of Vacation by the Go-Go Dolls. Yeah. Was it Go-Go Dolls? Goo-Goo Dolls. Goo-Goo Dolls? Goo-Goo Dolls, Lady Gaga. what are you saying what are you doing (laughs) no they're the go-go dolls right well no because the goo goo dolls didn't they do iris and i give up forever to touch you they can't be a band one band called the goo goo dolls and another called the go-go dolls maybe they're just called the Uh, go-go's we have to look this up this is ridiculous (laughs) The Goo Goo Dolls. The Go Go Dolls. Dolls Goo Goo Lady Gagas. The Go Go's. Okay, it's the Go Go's. It's not the Go Go Dolls. (laughs) Great, because, yeah, one band can't just be another band with a different letter. They were the one that did that song that started with, like, Vacation's all I ever wanted. Right. That song's fine. Vacation's together, babe. Yeah. That's one of those songs that, like, everything about it is a song that I don't like, but, like, the hook and the chords are fun enough that I'm like, this is pleasant. No, the Go-Go's are really fun. You know, they, they did that song that your mum always used to sing as Alex the Seal. Yeah. Alex the Seal. That's a great song. That's a really good Alex song. Alex the Seal. Da-da-da-da. And like I... we got the beat and Head Over Heels. These are great oh, songs. Oh, yeah. These are great songs. I think it just, it demonstrates that for me, a lot of what I don't like about pop isn't the song writing or the song structure. It's it's I, women. I, it's women. Yeah. I don't I like the sound of it. Like, if I heard a cover in Their a different genre voices. of any of those songs, yeah. I would really like it. M- by men. With, <laughs> with rock guitars. Real music. <laughs> but None of this pussy shit. I'm surprised those were the ones that upset you, because I was actually kind of okay with it. I'm like, it's the chipmunks. These are pop songs. But I went fully feral when they started singing Kumbaya. Like... <laughs> The, like, secondhand religious trauma I felt. I mean, I didn't have the same upbringing as some friends I had, but I still went to a very, like, Anglican school. And just them earnestly singing Kumbaya as a capitalist chipmunk song really upset me. I felt like I was going to crawl out of my skin so that I could hide in a cave. What does Going Feral look like for Michelle St. Clair? For, for the listeners, Michelle. Oh, yeah, for sorry. The listeners. <laughs> what does it look like? Yeah. Well, I was trying to make it an audio, I guess. <laughs> um, Can you describe it to us in detail? It. Uh, we begin. Thunder crashes. Doors Psh, rattle. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> a, 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 an octopus falls. <laughs> I emerge wet, nubile, drenched, (laughs) fresh and nude to the world, and yet I am become with forest, covered in moss, head to toe. (laughs) I pick up a mound of dirt from my home. Wipe it on my face. I bite into it. It tastes loamy. But nutritious, I guess. (laughs) And I head forth my new home. Tits swinging in the desperate storm. Plopping on the ground, I guess. My flaps really flapping in that wind. (laughs) It's like a queef, but from the wind... 
This is my favorite episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> Guys, we've had so many remote episodes and I actively haven't seen one of my closest friends for so long. I, I think we're just excited. Yeah. Okay, this is very one-sided, I realize now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. this is great. At least I can cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm excited, get me out of here. I really want to go. Michelle, do you want to hear some trivia? Oh, get me, I oh, want to talk oh, about one thing first. I want oh, to talk about one thing first. Oh, okay. I know this will make the episode long, but I want to talk about okay. one thing first. Tell, tell me. The, I mentioned it at the beginning, the technical proficiency. Oh, yeah. Because, okay, so it's... <laughs> Michelle's readjusting herself on the floor so she can get comfy about this point. It's so easy to dismiss a movie like this because it's not great. And also because kids' entertainment is seen as easier to make, which is crazy because no, it's not. The fuck are you talking yeah. about? But like this, I, I only started noticing it because I realized the cinematography style was different than the first two. It's it's cinematography. Sorry, the cinematography, the, the Silmarillion-tography. Uh-huh. Is different. The first two, all of the shots of the chipmunks are chest up, so they're just out of focus or wide. But this, because there's a lot less scene, like chip, the, the first two have barely any scenes where there's not human characters around. This has a lot of scenes where there aren't. Yeah. So it's a lot of level with them, normal shots. So there's a lot more models and macro photography where things are in focus. And it made me really notice what was going on. And like the fucking technical proficiency, there's one scene, they have this model of a, of a, of a, uh, a, a shelter they've made. Brittany has the hot one, you know, when you have, the pretty one. you have child chipmunks and you got to make one hot. Yeah. The fact that they all come in in towels, like yeah. singing this like yeah. song together was a bit odd. It was a bit sexual. So they, it, it's this very complicated shelter, this really great model. And they like have this conversation in it. And like the camera is moving around in such an incredible way where it's like still on them and then like tracking over and as the conversation develops and the beat changes they walk forward and the camera's like moving and tracking with them and then moving down to another level and then stopping so the conversation can continue and then starts moving around because uh alvin is like saying something that's like a beat change and i'm like not only is that really good direction that in in movies like this, it's so often just, like, locked off singles. And I'm like, not only is this really actively good direction, they're also not really there. And having worked recently on a feature that has a lot of visual effects, like, I, it boggles me how precise it is. There's a whole chase sequence with just the chipmunks and this CG mango. And I'm like, you are shooting plates of nothing. It's just, like, loose shots of the forest. But they're moving with such specificity that mm. really works with the effect. Guys... This is a technical marvel. Mike Mitchell had did a great job. I was going to say, Mike Mitchell, he really... There was something about Juice Bigelow, male Bigelow, that really helped him cut his teeth. I just, I just want it to be acknowledged. This movie's not great, but that's not from a lack of technical proficiency. And I will say, like, I don't know much about the technical proficiency, but you pointing that out, you're so right. It is actually, yeah. like, it's a it's a pretty film as well. Like, it's, like, it's a well-made film. It's just that the plot is stupid and sucks. But I will say, like, it's a kid's film. Like, we're here being like, oh, my God, it's so bad. It's a kid's film. Like, fucking 10-year-olds are watching it probably having a fine time. Like, yeah. the amount of shit that I consumed as a kid, like, I find it... I, I was like, this film is stupid, but there isn't that much that I can really criticize because they knew their audience yeah. and it made a lot of money. I, w- so I would have enjoyed them. this if I was seven. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? There's probably scenes in this that I would have thought were really fun if I was seven years old. Yeah. They did their job. It's just that as adults, it's insufferable to watch. I can tell they knew their audience because they didn't do what I thought they were going to do, which was totally abandon uh, Jenny Slate to die in lava, which I, while I was watching it, I'm like, they're going to be scarred for life by the fact that they left this oh, woman to die. That would change but they do the whole her. tone yeah, of the film. Can you imagine a kid's film where like, yeah, the villain should die. <laughs> we will leave them to a be swallowed A lot of children's films are like that. What? They leave the villain to die? So, okay, so I always think it's like an ambiguous ending or they get saved and there's a redemption because kids should learn about forgiveness, etc. It depends because in this, she's sympathetic throughout. So we know like, oh, yes, we can't let her die. But a lot of them, if there's someone who is actively evil, we go, yes, they should. They should be punished for their crimes. Yeah. 
Um, and I will say the counterpoint to the technical proficiency is the one shot where Alvin walks out of frame and then Brittany goes, oh, he'll see. And then like raises her eyebrow and goes, hmm. And it lasts like <laughs> five full seconds before the shot ends. I'm like, get out of there. Cut out of there. Get out of the scene. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> Do you want to hear some trivia? Yes, please. <laughs> As I've mentioned, this was Jenny Slate's film debut. Um, and as I mentioned, no, I haven't mentioned this. Simon's alter ego, Simone, is French. In Alvin and the Chipmunks 2007, Ian had a French-speaking Simon doll that called itself Simone. Ah. So that's where they get it from. Yeah. Now, everything else is David Cross related. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's great. I mean... Especially since this whole Simone arc is the weirdest fucking thing of the movie. It really is. And I, yeah, I, I didn't also, understand where it came from. He, he, it's, it's also very confusing from a screenwriting standpoint because he goes, what is that? And she says, a spider. And then he goes, that's not just a spider. That's this specific spider. I'm like, I thought you didn't know what it was. And then he lists that it's a neurotoxin that would affect humans in this way. And I'm like, and he's a chipmunk. It would kill him for sure. Yeah, he's God. <laughs> he's he mentioned Sun fully gets dead. bit by a spider, and within like three, 30 minutes, he's just like keeling over and dying. Yeah. Now that would be a tonal shift. <laughs> they have to bury Simon's body as they all weep in, in the middle of this deserted island. But then it's one of those like uh, parasitic ants that like, Resummon his body as like a, a fungal spore. And then they have to kill him again, yeah. and they all cry as they do it. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. The the last of us, the the chip, the squeak of us, the chip, the, the, chi- the chip, the last of chip. No, I, I can't Just do it. Come the on, squeak of us. <laughs> okay, David Cross described filming this installment of the Chipmunk series as the most miserable experience I have ever had in my professional life. Wow. This is my second piece of trivia. Even though David Cross did not love the experience of making this movie, he has admitted that acting in a chicken costume, it's a pelican, was the most fun he's ever had in his career. And here's the last thing to finalise this series of David Cross trivia. The last of the franchise of Alvin and the Chipmunks to include David Cross. (laughs) (laughs) What a trilogy. Uh, He hated it. But, you know, I got to wear a pelican suit, but I won't be coming back. And they mirror perfectly Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakwell, and Chipwreck. What an arc I just watched. (laughs) He said it was just horrendous. Wow. Yeah, he said that, like, he didn't even have a bad time on set. I think he just knew that he didn't want to be there. I think he knew he was beyond it. I can tell watching it that Jason Lee and David Cross were in their own internal competition for who could more not want to be there and make it everyone else's problem. I think all of their breaks were spent talking about what they were going to spend their paychecks on, you know? Oh, I had I get the impression that they didn't say a fucking word to each <laughs> other if it wasn't scripted. David Cross, I if if someone was like we need someone to play the villain and they showed me the whole series of Alvin and the Chipmunks without showing me David Cross. It would never be David Cross I would choose as the villain in Alvin and the Chipmunks. Mm. I would never think to put him in this film series. I get that. I I certainly wouldn't go, who's an alternative comedian most popular in the late 90s and particularly known for his landmark surrealist sketch show? Oh, Bob Odenkirk. Actually, Bob (laughs) Odenkirk would do a pretty good job as the villain in Alvin and the Chipmunks. (laughs) One of my favourite fucking memes I've ever seen is of, you know how, (laughs) you know, remember that meme of of Jane Lynch from Glee being like, I'm going to blank so gently and so, it's like her leaning back. It's, I'm going to say the name of, like, I'm going to say the title of Little Little Women so gently and so serenely. And it's like (laughs) Bob Odenkirk. It's so good. It's like the dumbest meme I've ever seen. Do you want to hear some reviews? I would love to hear some reviews. Reviews! On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 12%. The site's critical consensus reads, Lazy, rote, and grating. Mm. Chipwrecked is lowest common denominator family entertainment that's strictly for the very, very, very young at heart. Okay, but I like it maybe lazy from a screenwriting perspective, but like no one on that crew wasn't doing their fucking paperwork and handing that off to the VFX team. Let me tell you, can you that. Tell Michelle works in post. It's weird. <laughs> You're from a post world. I'm from a pre world. How I just, will this ever work? I, I know exactly how organized it has to be to have gotten these effects done. <laughs> Michael Rechschaffen of the Hollywood Reporter called it every bit as frantic, frenetic, 
grown in juicing and all around grating as its two predecessors. And I love how grating appeared in both of these reviews. (laughs) Here is an IMDb review left by Ali Mertzer 780 in 2011. And the subject is nice, not bad. And it's a 10 out of 10 review. (laughs) Excellent energy for a 10 out of 10. People are saying that this movie is very bad. And then following this, there's about 40 exclamation marks. But for me, it's a very (laughs) nice movie. I mean, you got to yell it. People are saying that this movie is very bad. Mm. Mm. I've got got to make some noise for the amount of exclamation marks. (laughs) Do a violent shit. But for me, it is a very nice movie, especially that Simon part. (laughs) This is a great movie for kids, except the addition of that treasure. (laughs) (laughs) this is a great movie with a simple and adventurous plot i don't want to say this but this movie was better than the first and second and then another 40 exclamation marks jesus people even if you were a fan of alvin and the chipmunks you have to watch this movie even the music is great in every way one disappointment that there are small clips of the songs i was watching the party rock anthem didn't even come but nice movie. But, <laughs> and that's what I was saying before. Like that, I mean, okay, okay. Wild review. So many weird. <laughs> saying that it's better than one and two is such a... Cr- <laughs> like, it, people wish they could post hot takes that fucking searing on but Twitter. this person is discerning enough to hate the treasure section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, like, they go, Alvin and the Chipmunks one and two. Okay. But what really gets me is Chipwrecked, except for There's a, a fundamental part of the third act. <laughs> but I love the Simon bit. But I love the Simon bits. It's just, I don't like how they just use these little snippets and that party rock anthem isn't <laughs> chipmunkified. <laughs> also, they clearly didn't watch the credits because they do finally do it. Which, by the way... They do. I would be remiss if I didn't... Oh, please. Quickly bring up that, like, the end is so weird because, this like, they get saved, they play at the International Music Awards, and then the credits begin, like, classic, above-the-line, stylized credits, directed by Mike Mitchell, written by these guys, da, da, da. It's doing above-the-line credits for, like, 20 seconds, and then it cuts to what you think is going to be, like, a fun little, like, 10-second gag, and then it's, like, a full front-to-back five-minute scene, just, like, a complete whole scene And then it just ends with them on the plane and then it goes back to the rest of the above the line credits. Like this isn't like a Marvel teaser after the the main credits and then we have the below the line crew. It's fully in the middle, a complete scene. That's the end of the movie. And it of course ends with Jason Lee going, Alvin! Well, so when I think about it, I think that scene is set prior to the last scene we see in the movie because it's them on the plane. Is that them going home from the music awards? Oh, I think they might be going home. It, they might it's be. It's so weird. It's also got Phyllis from The Office, which was it a bit does. of a shock. There's two Office alums in it. Because Andy Buckley. Oh, yeah. Here is a 10 out of 10 review left from for, by Jamie Waters, and it's called Great Amazing. Great Amazing. It is the best Chipmunks movie so far. I want to read this like a poem. <laughs> it is the best Chipmunks movie. So, Okay, wait, what I want to say about this is that this film this this review has no punctuation and oh it is all God. lowercase oh so it's just God. one long rambling sentence okay so get ready S- say it in one breath oh my god <laughs> if i keel over and die this is your fault i'm okay with that Great, amazing. It is the best Chipmunks movie so far. I cannot wait for the fourth one. This movie was funny. You'll like it a lot if you're looking for a movie that you will laugh on. This is the perfect movie. This is a sweet movie. I never thought this movie was going to be too good, but it was amazing. This movie is one of a kind. This is a funny movie for the whole family. This is an enjoyable movie for the whole family. I like this movie a lot, so you will have never seen a movie like this before. I laughed so hard. It was one of a kind movie that you will like it too. You have never seen a movie like this before. You do not know that Chipmunks are not because this movie is like a true story. It is an enjoyable movie. You will say, wow, after you see it. Even this movie, you will know why I'm saying this. Have a great day. <laughs> 10 out of 10 <laughs> holy shit also very circular and repetitive in its nature <laughs> i was like this is a poem this is art <laughs> it does my favorite thing in my recurring thing in these 10 out of 10 reviews of saying this movie so much yeah it's this is the perfect movie this movie is a sweet movie i never thought this movie was going to be too good but this is an amazing this movie is one of a kind it's again and again it's great <laughs> I love it. Excellent Great, stuff. amazing. Great, amazing. So, Michelle, that was their review of Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked. What's your review? Oh, this is a tough one, right? 
because obviously I have gone in hard defected uh defending <laughs> You've the technical defected. I've defected <laughs> I'm no longer with the rating descending it's all ascending for me My baby God, she's gone rogue I'm going back up I'm putting a bullet through her head before she can leave look we keep digging this hole but what I say the only way to dig down maybe is to dig up straight to the dub and then I start a rival podcast that start from this point and I could, I'm just going back <laughs> in the list again <laughs> But then when I get to I get to nothing to lose and I'm like we're so close. But then an episode comes out the next week and it's number one and I like it circles around and I'm like guys, you can't get out. Abby, stop now while you can. If we had to go back through the list of movies, I would kill myself the week before Sex in the City two. (laughs) Continue. And (laughs) and we still wouldn't do Bazemore. (laughs) (laughs) And I would still give Howling two a ten out of (laughs) ten. Um, yeah, I have gone hard in defending the technical proficiency, but it is also definitely worse than the squeakle, so I don't want to give it a higher rating, and I don't remember what it I gave. It was worse than the squeakle, but I have to say what it has over the squeakle is it didn't have that fucking brunette guy playing Zach. You know the brunette guy? Oh! Uh, it didn't uh, have him. Levy. 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 Liv- Levi Strauss. <laughs> yeah, Levi Strauss. Eugene Levy. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Zachary Levi? No. Oh, me? No. 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 Okay. No, 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 no. No, this is conflict resolution time, Abigail. No, that's not Zachary Levi. Yes, yeah, it was Zachary Levi. No. Yeah, it was. Schlubby, play- Schlubby Levi. This, like, 35-year-old man with, like, enough, like, who is, like, objectively attractive playing schlubby little boy. Schlubby little boy. I remember what we said last time was just that he looked like every brunette male actor in America, and it's true. Yeah, he does. He he is someone who looks like an American man. So that's what Chipwrecked has over the squeakle is that it doesn't have that guy in it. Because yes. he was fucking annoying. He can be good. It's yep. just he so frequently isn't. You know what I mean? You're, you're not responding to my burps anymore, Michelle. I've done like two or three and you just haven't said a thing. I have gone, ugh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is that what I you want? I just want more attention. Uh, Abby? Yes? If you burp again, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will... Fully turn inside out. Oh, I've seen that before. And I think the real punishment is not going to be watching it again. It's going to be that I will no longer have the use of my hands and you'll have to edit the episode. Oh, I can't do that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I got you. Your two hands are too small for the little. Oh my God, I'm thinking about Nine Inch Abby again. (laughs) My score is four out of ten. What's yours? Focus up. <laughs> um, yeah, same. Oh, Four okay. Out of ten, right? Okay, great. We did it. We nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> so, Michelle, that was Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chipwrecked the final installment of Alvin and the Chipmunks that we will be facing. Don't forget <laughs> to follow us on social media. You can find us on twitter under rate descend pod you can find us on tiktok at rating descending or you can email us at rating descending at gmail.com or perhaps if you so wish you could find us on our own social media because you could find me on twitter and instagram at michelle.stclair you can find me on instagram under abigail j ward and don't forget to leave us a review on apple Podcasts if you so please if you love them little ratty boys then please show some love for these two ratty women. Yeah, okay? We're just little rat bags trying to make a dime. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a chipmunk, but, It was you pretty know, good. It, it, it doesn't sound like a chipmunk, hey, but it is high. Hey, don't sell yourself short, oh, all right? Thanks. You did a good impersonation. That. I think I did at least as good as Jesse McCartney. <laughs> you definitely did as good as Amy Poehler, oh. who also, by the way, left after David Cross. Oh, wow. We have that 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 Google sheet of all of the the people who've been recurring actors. Now we need to add Jason Lee, David Cross, Jesse McCartney, uh, Mr. Grubman. I forget. Oh, there's so many people who are very famous voice acting. This. Justin Long. Justin Long. Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. Say another one, and I'll repeat it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Michelle, that was Alvin and the Chipmunks. What are we watching next week? Oh, next week we are watching the 2015 Fantastic Four. Oh. The the famously bad Josh Trank one. So 
I, I, I'm gonna like he's he's a director who's talked openly about why it's bad. So at the very least, you know, we might have one of those ones that's more flavored around the production. Nice, history, I, I love shit like that. It'll be an interesting episode. It'll be super fun. Join us there reluctantly next week for Fantastic Four. Form it's- of Ice Cube. That's not Fantastic Four, but I imagine one of them could do that. Flame on, I think. Flame on, dude. <laughs> when Chris before Chris Evans was Captain America, flame on. Nah. This is the new fucking superhero called Turbo. I'm he invisible. Rides, he rides flames, and that's so that's his tagline. I'm Miss Invisible. He rides flames on a surfboard. He's like, flame on, dude. This is rad. It's what Johnny Storm says. Dude, I don't know. I don't watch superhero Context. shit, man. Context Fuck. should have given I'm that out. away. I'm going. I'm leaving. Goodbye. The thing. Bang, bang, bang.